You're listening to episode 107 of the Writing Life podcast from the National Centre for Writing, a weekly podcast for anyone who writes. Hello, I'm Simon Jones. And I'm Steph McKenna. And it's the 12th of August here in Norwich as this episode is going out into your ears. Earworm. So what have we got on the show today, Steph? So on this week's episode, we have our very own Chief Executive, Chris Gribble, in conversation with our very own Simon Jones about the process of applying for Arts Council funding. So this is the start of an ongoing resource for artists who are looking to apply for funding to help develop their work. Simon and Chris have a chat about the general do's and don'ts of applying for Arts Council funding and how to increase your chances of being successful. Yeah, so this is something that we have helped people out with over the years, but um, Arts Council England has announced a whole new load of funding kind of to help with the whole COVID-19 situation because obviously a lot of artists have found themselves Mm. in a really unprecedented, very strange position uh, in all sorts of different ways, but uh, particularly, you know, performing artists suddenly don't have any venues to go to. And uh, I think they're very keen for people who are exploring kind of solutions or mm. different ways of doing stuff and thinking about things to try and figure out how you know the arts can continue when we're all stuck in our houses and everything is slightly reduced in its normal capacity. Um, Chris is someone who's got a lot of experience of this kind of thing and advising people and the chat was very much about kind of, you know, for people who maybe haven't done this before or, or trying, trying again, uh, how you can best maximise your chances of being noticed and getting some support. But yeah, as Steph says, this is kind of the start of a conversation and we're hoping to do a lot more in the coming months to, to help people all around the country. Um, so yeah, do keep an eye on the website and subscribe to the newsletter so you don't miss out on any of that stuff. So yes, here is uh, me chatting with Chris. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. The sun is out. It's going to be a hot day. Indeed, yeah, it's sweltering here. To record this, I've had to turn my fan off and close the door, which I'm very sad about. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yes. Are you in Dragon Hall today? I am, yes. We are. Ironically, there's also, we've got some sort of water leak, so on one level it's very hot, and on some other levels it's slightly damp. Oh dear. You've been basically keeping the lights on, haven't you, this year? Keeping the lights on, doing the gardening, turning the lights off again, and then starting again. <laughs> yes, while well, the rest of us have uh, been mooching about at home with biscuits and more tea than usual. I have had biscuits there, so that's okay. Excellent. Right, so we are going to talk about the new Arts Council National Lottery grants today, which were announced a couple of weeks ago. That's right, yeah. And uh, we wanted to kind of provide people with a bit of a bit of a primer and some information on it so that everyone knows what they're about and and what opportunities are available. So just looking at some kind of core info. Um, on the website. So there's a fund of £59 million available until 2021. And individuals, organisations and freelancers can apply for grants ranging from £1,000 to £100,000. So back in episode 26, we talked to Tamsin Flower about arts funding. But outside of that, we haven't really covered it much on the podcast. So I know it's something that you've been involved with extensively both on the kind of big organizational end and also working with individuals and artists so i wondered if maybe you just kick off a bit with why arts funding is important yeah absolutely well it's a massive question i suppose um i think that 
ultimately the Arts Council and a range of other organisations, there are local funds and a whole range of places that offer funding to artists. I think that they appreciate the value and importance of what artists offer society, both the voices that they have, the stories that they tell, the perspectives that they give, and also the huge range of experiences from pleasure to challenge to complication to inspiration that the work that artists provide brings. And they recognise that also the marketplace, you know, in terms of who pays for things, might not support all forms of art equally, and that there are challenges in accessing and becoming artists and makers of all sorts. So that there's an opportunity through a range of places at all points in their career to support individual pieces of work, development, and the, uh, and the development of themselves as artists, really, because there is a real understanding that artists and art contribute enormously to our public and private lives. Yeah, is that contradiction that it's so important and so many people enjoy it and are entertained or challenged, as you say, but yet the kind of finances behind it, you know, not everyone is willing to actually pay for it. So it's that kind of paradox that artists have to live with. Yeah, it, it sort of goes deeper than that in a sense that, you know, that there's some, sometimes an argument that if it's not good or worth it, if someone won't pay for it, well, you know, the government um, supports the, the building of factories, say car factories, are, are given huge tax breaks and grants over decades to build and to employ people. There's an understanding that you invest in something, it pays back down the line in a huge number of different ways. And that's not, that's not any different to art. It's about investment. It's not subsidy. It's not free money. It's investment. And sometimes your investments take short time to pay back, sometimes long time to pay back. Occasionally, investments don't pay back. But, you know, it, it's, I really look on it as investment. Yeah, absolutely. And at the moment, obviously, we're in such a strange position and have been for most of the year now. And a lot of well, a lot of artists and also types of art are really suffering because the normal ways that they function, whether it's in an art gallery or in venues or even something like cinema, with no cinemas open, you know, there's such a huge challenge across the board that aside from the usual difficulty of, of trying to create art, all of a sudden the places you would normally put it don't exist currently yeah and you know you even in kind of the traditional um of, you know perhaps of the of the book selling world there's a lot of books that have been shunted out of the publication schedules and while books uh, and certain online book retailers are doing very well that's a lot of backstop being sold and people's publication schedules are shifting and acquisition schedules are shifting and you know whether if you're a performance based artist then those venues aren't going so in addition to your income streams changing, moving, drying up, it's also kind of asks you that you know, you've got to go out and work to earn money so that that time that you're replacing the income that you've lost, you're now not able to create any new work in. So, you know, it's double bind. Yeah. So with regard to this new fund that has been created, um, who is it aimed at in particular? And how, how do you know as an artist if your if your project, whether it's something you're working on currently or something coming up, how do you know if it's appropriate and eligible? Well, um, the artscouncilengland.org.uk, the website for Arts Council has got some great guidance on this. If you click on the homepage, you can't fail to see the funding stuff and the um, advice and guides are available in lots of different forms. So I really recommend having a look at that. But in short, the Arts Council recognise that 
world is not as it has been. And so they've made this fund available. And they're really keen um, to support, in particular, applications from individual artists, writers, creatives. And that includes uh, you know, applications to work and plan and create new work. They are keen to support applications for research and development. If you're an organisation, or they're keen to support organisational development activity because they're aware that particularly fragile organisations may survive on small grants and uncertain income. They realise that their business models have been really challenged, so they're looking to support work on that. They're looking to support live activity that can be safely delivered within this period. So work that has been tailored to social distancing, and that might mean use of digital or um, outdoor work, because they understand that you know, there's been a, 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 a not an equal experience of the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic across the population, and particularly black writers, artists, and freelancers, and or led organisations have suffered more than others, and they're looking at that as well. Yeah, and in terms of the uh, people that might be listening to our podcast who are likely to be writers of whatever form and breed, uh, how, how does this apply to them? So is, is the Arts Council looking at kind of larger projects that have some kind of public element, or um, how, how can writers be involved in this? Well, I think uh, if you sort of, if you're thinking, you're listening to this and you're thinking about um, what I do, I've come under the umbrella of this funding scheme, I'd have a listen to the following list and see, you know, is the work that you would like to do, but for financial time, other reasons can't, does it fall into, or does it look even a little bit like anything like an exhibition involving your writing and other art forms? participatory projects, whether virtual or physical in a socially distanced way, events of any sort, workshops, a digital project, an artistic research and development project that will feed your practice and help you deliver really exciting work down the line. Is it something around a commission that you've either been approached about or talked with another partner about? Is it just about creating something new that the last six months has inspired you to do? Is it about touring, finding a way to tour in a safe socially distanced, where physical, virtual, whatever that might be? Or is it about an approach to a residency, whether that's, again, virtual or physical? That's a really broad spectrum. That's the sort of literature activity that Arts Council has funded. And I'm aware that you know, loads of individual um, projects might fall between those two things. And this, this applies to writers, and it applies to spoken word artists. It, apply, it applies to live artists. It applies to literary translators. Also, reading activists, all sorts of people. So, you know, that while there are lots of different categories, it might be that what you do falls across to them all of them. Yeah, and I think even just looking at the notion of digital projects and some of the stuff in there about virtual, you know, that can cover so many different things. And I guess the opportunity right now, as well as the, the you know, the unprecedented uh, challenge to figure out how to do things in a new and different way, because, you know, it's become increasingly apparent that the world is not going to go back to normal anytime soon. And uh, even as COVID eases or as uh, the, the situation changes, you know, we're not going to go back to exactly where we were before. No, no, indeed. And it's worth noting that this fund, um, so as you said, the grants are between £1,000 and £100,000. And you know, who can apply includes individuals, organisations or people who use the arts in their work. Um, but there are two sort of streams of application that you can make that it's important to know about. 
So the first strand is the any bid that is for £15,000 and under, that strand gets assessed um, within six weeks. Then there's a strand between 15000 and 100000 And that um, strand, if you apply for that, then you will get a decision in 12 weeks. So you need to make a decision about what sort of level your project um, funding bid is for and apply for the appropriate stream. The basic rule of thumb is, is that the larger amount of money that you apply for, the more questions and the more detail that you have to go into on the application. Yeah, so in terms of writing applications, uh, do you have particular kind of do's and don'ts? Are there things that you've seen on applications over the years that kind of make you wince that people should be aware of to not do? Well, I think that um, the the very really tough question because um, everyone is so different in their approach to things. The biggest lesson that I've learned or the biggest lesson that I share is really focus on the question that you're being asked in front of you and answer it um, and just sort of read and reread the questions a few times just to make sure that you what you're being asked rather than trying to cram all of the information into one area of the form rather than another. There are different ways of filling in the application forms available through the Arts Council, but it still is kind of a process which a lot of people are kind of understandably sort of find complicated, frustrating and difficult. Um, but I think the, the biggest sort of a piece of advice, I suppose, is just to take it bit by bit and to really just respond to what you're being asked. Everything is done via the Arts Council's Grantium online system, but um, you have to have an account with Grantium to make an application, and it can take 48 hours for that account to be um, okayed when you make the initial account. But once that's in, you can just take some time, take a day or two, just to look at the guidance. And there are, you know, the ongoing assessments happen all the time, so there's not a single deadline to go to. It's just really important to spend time thinking about your project and what the kind of the guidelines ask for the information and just making sure that you profile what you're planning to do uh, in as best way as possible. Not going off on too many tangents and getting too distracted by other, other things that you want to share. Absolutely. I think that there are two really big changes in the criteria for this fund for grants. And the first is that in the past and currently, there's a really important section around public engagement about, you know, how do people engage with your work or how will they engage with your work? And I think in light of the current situation, the Arts Council realises that any public engagement is likely to involve smaller numbers of people in the current time. It might focus on the digital. It might look longer term beyond the project end date. And this might be work that has a public engagement at the period of the work that you're looking at so it might be preparatory r&d or writing work so that they're, they're being kind of flexible about what public engagement means which i think is really positive and the second big change is um i think that in the past the arts council have asked for at least 10 percent of your budget to be match funded from other sources either yourself or from other partners or other places and that requirement has been removed in this round, so you don't need to show where you will get 10% of the funds. You can ask for 100% of the funds from the Arts Council in this round. That doesn't mean you can't put money or support from other partners into the budget, but you don't have to in this round. Yeah, no, the, the flexibility is is much needed, I think, and everyone is still months in trying to figure out how to navigate through uh, a coronavirus world. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think, you know, part of 
it sounds like what they're looking for as well, at least in part, is projects that are going to do that in some manner as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, it, what's interesting to note is that um, the Arts Council say that in 2018-19, they received the similar fund with a different rubric in the pre-COVID world. They received 7,000 applications and they awarded 3,400 grants. You can kind of see that um, that's just about 50% success rate. Now, of those 3,400 grants that they awarded, 57% of them were to individuals, um, which I think that they're even focusing even more strongly on individuals in this current round. Am I right in thinking that uh, back around March at the start of COVID-19, certainly in this country, um, a lot of the the grants funding that was sort of in play at the time was essentially put on pause and that this is kind of the return of it. So if you were someone that had applied back then, how does this now uh, affect you? Um, yeah, that's absolutely right. The, the National Lottery Project Grant Fund that was open in March when COVID, when lockdown happened, was suspended. Um, and there, it was replaced for a period of time by an emergency fund from the Arts Council, which was a really super quick job they did and really helpful um, and uh, so anyone who was in process at that point, you might need to go and do a bit of tweaking around timelines, because obviously six months or five months has passed, and you might want to uh, alter your budget if you don't have to demonstrate match fund needs, and you might want to look at the public engagement section to think about, you know, can I really do that um, mass participation rally in the centre of a city with 10,000 people in the current situation? Probably not. And what do I do instead with that? Yeah, otherwise, otherwise you take your project and you go back into the application process. So in terms of people who are wanting to apply and are maybe seeking some more advice or assistance, are there places people can go for that? Yeah, I think that the Arts Council website for a start is a really great location to go to um, and get some advice. If you have a look online um, on kind of Twitter and Facebook and um, general arts websites is often a lot of good advice and um, out there and there are resources to help people particularly around kind of how to do the budget and how to kind of approach questions. I think that we at National Centre for Writing are going to be um, putting together some resources over the coming six or seven months. I think that our colleagues in uh, New Writing North and New Writing South and uh, Writing East Midlands and Writing West Midlands and Spread the Word in London and Literature Works in the South West We'll be working together to um, put out information for writers and those looking to make literature applications. And there'll be uh, kind of news in our newsletter and their newsletters coming out in the next few weeks. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much, Chris. Hopefully that does give people a really good heads up on this if they hadn't heard about it and a bit of a primer in terms of what to do and when to do it. Uh, but yeah, as you say, we'll be putting out some more resources in the coming weeks. So yeah, everyone should keep an eye out for those. Thanks to Chris for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to stay up to date with the National Centre for Writing or get in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Centre. We're over on Facebook and you can join our newsletter by visiting the National Centre for Writing website. Did you know you can also join our Discord chat channel? You are the biggest fan of that Discord chat channel, aren't you? Yeah, so if you check down in the show notes, you will find a link to the Discord. You can jump in there, it's completely free and you will immediately find lots of other readers and writers to chat with from day to day using just your computer. It's like a writing utopia.
It is. It's this wonderful writing community that's growing all the time. And uh, it's a good way to kind of keep in touch with that side of things when we can't necessarily go and meet up in our usual writers groups or meet at Dragon Hall and that kind of thing. There's people from all around the world, which is wonderful because when we do our kind of meetup sessions at Dragon Hall, that obviously doesn't happen so easily. (laughs) So yeah, do check it out. In the meantime, please do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast because it helps other people to find it and makes us feel really good. Thanks again. Keep writing and we will catch you on the next episode. Mm